Hey everybody, welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. We've got a special episode this week. We've got Frank McClavey and Ashley Parker, father-daughter duo in the clothing industry. We're going to talk all about getting things started 40-some-odd years ago. Is that right? Yeah, 43 years. 43 years ago and how they've been a Baton Rouge staple ever since. But before we get to that... I want to give a big, wonderful shout-out to the amazing sponsors that make this show possible. Government Taco, Falaya Real Estate, Mallard Bay Outdoors, Horizon Financial Group, Currency Bank, and Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge. Without further ado, welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. How are y'all doing? We're good. Crazy time of year for y'all, right? Getting ready yeah, for football. Getting, crank it up for football. Okay, so for those that aren't aware, who are y'all and what do you do? Well, we, like I said, we've been open 43 years, and I started down at the uh, varsity shop. I've had two careers, a marine officer and a retailer. Two drastically to... different careers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to work uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps. I always wanted to be in the clothing business, and uh, it was two years before I even got out of the Marine Corps. I helped a guy, a friend of mine next door that uh, ran the uh, PX, and he was asking me about different brands and stuff he said i can get any brand you know and i said well once you get some gantt shirts he got i don't know three or four dozen or 20 dozen gantt shirts in one day and they sold out in one day and he goes you know any other brands i said yeah i gave him a few other brands but he he just didn't he had never been around you know uh, better men's goods and stuff so i told him a couple other shirt lines he got those two and he sold out pretty quick so so, Marines and clothing. Yeah, that really mixed the... They, I don't see how that mix And men's fine clothing, too. Well, Not I, even I, like a t-shirt brand or right. something. Like well, men's fine clothing. I did it because I wanted to afford myself because I always like clothes. Okay. My mother used to buy me stuff from a certain department store, which I, I didn't like. <laughs> and I always liked the varsity shop clothes. I liked more traditional uh, goods. I'd rather. I told. Her, I said, Mother, I'd rather have one shirt from the varsity shop than twenty other shirts from you know Brand X. Okay. And she never, never listened to me. But anyway. So what is um the varsity shop for those that may not be familiar? varsity shop was was actually I don't know if I'm correct, but I think it was the oldest men's store in Baton Rouge at one time. Okay. It started in 1917 by. Uh, Todd Garland's dad, and Todd's uh, dad sold men's clothes while he was going to school at LSU. Okay, and so and, they were like fine clothes, or yeah, he, okay. he always carried really nice clothes, and, and my dad always bought stuff from the varsity shop, and my and my grandfather. So uh, that's the first store I went to, and they had Con Turner at the time was open, but I I didn't know Mister Con or Mister Turner, so. And I'd met Todd years ago, and uh, so I just—that's who I went to first. So you just got back from the Marine Corps and said, "Let me go work there." Yep. Okay. And I so, Mister Gallon, the first day, I said, what, "He said, why do you want to work here?'" And he <laughs> yes, I said, "I want to learn everything I can, and I'm gonna open my own store." So you went in telling him, "I'm gonna open my own store," which would basically be a direct competitor to his. Correct. And, and I did. And he said, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, yeah, he hired me, yeah. Okay. Because, he, because he, he knew my family, knew a lot of people and stuff, and so I think that's why he hired me. So you went in with this initial ambition of, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm going to learn oh, the, no, the no. skills of the trade and then go straight into my own store. Yeah, because the retail business, as I see it, you just it, you can't go to college and learn that business. I mean, you can probably you know take some accounting courses and economics and that kind of stuff, but it's it's a... Totally different thing. You got to be twenty different hats at one time when you're in the retail business. So, right. And yeah. my my family, the Harriman family, been in business over two hundred years. And my dad's father's family were in the business for a hundred years or so over in Texas. So it's, it's kind of in the blood. Retail, yeah, in the blood. And then my my wife's uh, father uh, was in the uh, car business. He had, had a car dealership and. Unfortunately, he was uh, killed in an automobile accident when he was uh, 38. 38 years old. She was six years old. So, it, you know, it, 
I've just, just been around business all my life. So, yeah. So the entrepreneurship veins run deep I guess within got a little you. Blood there, yeah. 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 I mean, cause that's how many generations of business owners Ooh. at that point? All of them. <laughs> a bunch, yeah. Well, it's funny. My, my dad was a, a high school principal. He was like the second highest paid principal in Louisiana. But, you know, after three or four years, I was making more money than he was. And I just, it's just, I, lo- I, would, I would have loved to have gone into education, but there wasn't, wasn't any money in it. Yeah. And I could, I could, you know, make a lot more money doing, being a retailer. So that's, that's why I, I went that direction. But I got advice from him. He said, whatever you do, make sure you love it. And so Absolutely. it's been that way for, well, I've been in it 50 years, over 50 years, 52 years. And I still enjoy going to work. I don't go every day. I'm starting to back off a little bit. That's a, back off on, I was about on to Monday, ask what the daily Monday operations. Thursday, Jeez, yeah. I'm getting a face over there. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> we have a good system. But uh, I still like it. Still, you know, the the most fun of the business is, is meeting new people and getting them in there and taking care of them and make them happy. Well, and making sure that they're representing you well as a brand. Yeah. So well, they put the trust in us. To, you know, we have. Unfortunately, a lot of our stuff that we sell lasts too long. <laughs> I got a, I walked out of the house the other day, and my wife said, Boy, "What's a good-looking shirt you got on?" I said, "It's only thirty-five years old." Wow! And it's, it's from one of, our, one of the first custom shirts we did in the when we got a custom line for a, for the store. Okay, so just, it, it, I'm telling you, stuff that we you know that we sell really holds up. Yeah, the last, I mean, 35 it, it, years, it, that's a long well, time. Yeah, that's a long time. Of course, I've and it's know, traditional. I got a few shirts, too. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm sure you have quite, you don't wear the same shirt every day. No, I don't, no. I've had quite a few shirts. So, backing up a little bit to starting the store, what? how did your parents take it with your father being in education? How did they take it when you said, I'm going to open my own store and leave the, the job? He was fine with it. He said, you know, I said, I know you're happy with what you're doing. And so, and so where was your first store at it on jefferson highway is still the same so this y'all been in that same store yeah. for uh, since we've been opening day. Three years, yeah 1979 how many tenants were in there two dearman's and piggly wiggly grocery where calvin's is now okay. and the rest was empty no they had, they had the barber shop oh no barber shop and there was one lady's clothing store there i forget but she finally just retired. The Hill family owns it now. Dr. Hill had just bought it, and I think in 78, and he was in the process of renovating it, and he knew my dad. Yeah, it was, was a gift shop, the store we were in. We were right next to the – well, we were actually part of the TGNY. There was Piggly Wiggly, and then mm-hmm. TGNY took up like, I don't know, thirty or 40,000 square when feet. When we – Dr. Hill was trying to change it into a specialty shopping center. But he, okay. he chopped so, up the, the – uh, the big retail spaces he turned into smaller yeah, spaces. and Y into about six different spaces. Okay. So when you opened the store, did you initially set out that you were going to have your own brand, or was it kind of you we, developed We did that, but I that. carried uh, – we opened – this funny, we opened uh, with Haspel and stuff, and we mm-hmm. opened May 10th, which was really not a good time to open. Why? Well, that's almost the end – that's almost the end of the selling spring season. Okay. So you, you kind of between a rock, excuse me, a rock and a hard place. But I went down to Haspel and we uh, I bought about 60 units, suits and sport coats, and went back the next week and bought another 60 units. <laughs> and Mr. Haspel, uh, which is Richard Lip, was Richard Lipsy's uh, father-in-law, he said, you boys are going to do well. <laughs> and, and he said, I'll keep supplying you yeah, with right. suits and whatever you need. Well, I, you know, had, had, <clears throat> when you open a store, you got plenty of money because, you know, you or X amount, but we had some of that good Jimmy Carter money, twenty-two percent or whatever. So we paid that back pretty quick. Yeah, I was about to say Real twenty-two percent is not too favorable terms. That's what it was. Twenty-two percent and back like so. This is back in seventy-nine, the 80s. seventy-nine and eighties. Twenty-two percent interest on the money. Wow. Okay, so you, you get the doors open and you immediately knew who you wanted to carry and what brands you wanted to carry. So outfitting the shop did it look any different than it does today i mean today it's got a very well we kept southern we feel. kept adding to it we you know we've okay. done a lot of custom uh a lot of wood a lot of woodwork and we've got this french baker's racks and you know stuff that you can't buy today and 
so it, it's it's real personalized every almost every piece and we had uh like the, that big table we have in there mm-hmm. where the ties are that was uh that's two parlor doors out of new orleans we put those together and had a carpenter make a huge wide table it's, you can find long tables but you can't find them wide so right right and we used uh, a backdrop in the in the window we had some parlor doors but we also made tables out of those so but it's we did have a lot of chrome in the beginning because we were on a budget. And so yeah. we replaced over time all with the brass. chrome fixtures with so you know, brass antique, and wood. antique Co- fixtures. A lot of custom. We had a, like our sock rack holes like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, what, 60, 80 dozen socks or something. Okay. And it's most cypress. people kind of hang them on a little deal, you know. And then we have custom belt rack made out of cypress and stuff like that. So it, it gives it a little more homey, homey look to it. Yeah, and it's definitely got a homey custom gift wrap. That's a we wrap a lot of gifts. Yeah, we give free gift wrap everything you you know that we sell if you if you want it wrapped. Okay, we're one of the few places that, if not the only store that does that. Not gift bags, we wrap it like put it in a box, wrap paper, make a bow, put the names on it, and everything. Most of our customers are women buying for their <clears throat> husbands oh, or yeah, at least boyfriends. Seventy percent of our customers, are and women. they like seventy at least. It's a lot. Men don't really. Go buy clothes unless forced to. Yeah, usually. I can. Agree. Generally I, speaking, I can get them in there that. one time, get their <laughs> sizes, and that's all I need to see them. <laughs> and you keep you have a file with oh, yeah. with, the, with oh, yeah. the clients. We, we keep we keep their links. We make it everything. easy. I bet that does. So, when you left Varsity, how did they take that? When you said it's time for me to leave and go to my own store? <laughs> well, actually, what was that conversation? Well, Todd like? Garland, Todd Garland's family owned part of the Varsity shop. Okay, and he sold out to Gottschall's in New Orleans. Okay. And so I worked for Gotchalls for about three months or four months, whatever it was. And then been waiting. I got to go over at night and help Todd build his store. Because the department store, I don't care what anybody says, does not know how to run a specialty store. They try, but it just doesn't work. And uh, and I couldn't wait to wait. All, all, in fact, all the managers quit the day that Todd opened his store. I was getting ready to open it. Okay, so and I said I'm going first. <laughs> so we actually I worked. I probably could have doubled my salary, you know, right there. Mm-hmm. No, I know I could, but I just didn't like working for those people. Yeah, you wanted to go out and do your own thing. Well, that, but and Todd still ran it as a. We weren't quite ready to go. I wasn't quite, you know, had to get a few more years. I had basically nine years uh, apprenticeship, whatever you want to call it, or open my own my own store. Okay, so you were nine years in the business, and then you kicked off and did your own thing. Correct. Okay. And so from there, you never looked back and keep on trucking along. That's right. <laughs> one, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> That's it. So what was it like growing up in that environment? It was fun. Were you growing up in the store? I was and... going into sixth grade. Okay. It was the summer I was starting sixth grade. I got sent away to camp for the summer, my sister and I. So they could away. get this door. Send away. It was a, it was a fancy camp. We my grandmother sent us there, and we had a good time. But um, it was fun. I think the age that my sister and I were, we got to appreciate how much our parents worked. They worked. It changed our life because we used to be the type of family who ate dinner every night. My mom cooked every meal, did all that, and we went from that to them working all the time, never taking a day off, and. Luckily, where we went, we grew up in Delm Springs, but we went to school at St. James and Episcopal, and the bus would drop us off at my grandparents' house in Jefferson Place on the days my parents were still, you know, they'd work late. So we'd get dropped off there, then we got to visit with our grandparents until they were, my parents could pick us up after working. And so, I don't know, we grew up there. And we got to have fun getting to know all the employees. And then when they did I, a lot of rapping. Learned how to rap. <laughs> you can rap a mean press. And we used to have thing a lot. Todd Garland asked me when I went to work. They said, "You know how to rap?" I said, "You talking about talking or what you talking about?" He said, "I'm talking about wrapping a present." I said, "I don't know the first thing about wrapping a gift." He said, "I'm going to show you right now." But it, and he that's the first thing he taught me is how to wrap a gift. Right. But it's we, I know so many of our customers. They've seen me grow up. They've seen my children grow up because when I was. Having children, I made a nursery in the back, and my kids came to work with me because my husband was in medical school, and they came to work with me. And we just turned one of the offices into a nursery. And everybody knows them. 
and they, they always ask about the gir- the girls and our customers are like family to me. I've so, known all of them for a long time. So is the nursery still existing in the back of their mm-hmm. store? Back to an office. Okay. And my kids are in college and law school, so they're grown. And so growing up in that store, like you knew from the get go, this is what I want to do. Not really. I just kind of didn't was, have much of a choice. I was needed. <laughs> I guess I was needed. I did go to I did go to market with my dad and Mr. Eachley, who was our original partner. When I was in high school, they took me to Dallas and New York to kind of, you know, learn the business and just to get just just to have some fun. We had a lot of fun on those trips. But I got to know all of our sales reps. They would come spend the night at our house when they would come in town and they got to be friends with my dad. They're like family too. Same sales, some of the same in fact the salesman we were meeting with tomorrow. I've known him since about oh, third grade. He and sold I, us he sold me Gantt shirts at the at the varsity shop. So I'm fifty four. So I I remember him from before we even owned our store. Okay. Like he used to stay with us when I was an elementary student. So Oh wow. That like is a long forty time. something years and he's still in the business and he's still trout. He lives in Mobile. And um anyway, there's a lot of friendships in the business. All the retailers know each other because when we go to Dallas, we all see each other and get to have a cocktail party there and we all get to visit about how our stores are doing and everybody's friends. Sounds it's, like the retail market's a place to be in Dallas. Well men's is fun. Women's I just went with my sister. That's a whole nother experience. So do you, you'll have a women's store my as well? Does. or My sister okay. does. My oldest store, yeah. She opened her store 20 years, uh, 1999. Okay. And what store does she run? Travis Limited. And she's in our shopping center. Okay. I was about to say, I've seen that Her before. clientele is mostly about 30 and up. Okay. And um, yes, I went with her to market this last week. And it's entirely different. Better than man men's. than me, gonna be in. <laughs> I mean, men's is one corner of one floor of the World Trade Center, and women's is multiple floors, and a lot going on. There must be what three hundred, four hundred. I mean, think lines. about it. There's not that many men's stores. Well, there's not um, many men's stores compared then, to women's. There's a lot of women's boutiques. Well, and then you can look at the accessories of the women's yes. outfit is never ending, whereas the oh, men's it's, we it's not. There's not a whole lot of combinations well, and accessories and add-ons too so and much. I mean, and, and fashion's got short skirts, long skirts. It's just totally different. Oh, I mean, you're wearing a 35-year-old shirt, so obviously men's fashion doesn't change that Not much. traditional clothes. No, not, not traditional either. what we sell, you know. Like the shirt I've got on now, I've got, I had, it's been hard to find a solid shirt, so I had this friend of mine that had multiple lines. He said, well, like, what you want? I said, I'm looking for a kind of linen and cotton blend. He said, well, I, I've got that. Picked out 12 colors, 10 or 12 colors, and it's uh, 85% cotton and 15% linen. And we sold 80 shirts in two weeks from a new line. From a new line, people went, you know, I said, I mean, what colors you got that in? And they wanted one of every color, yeah. So, going to make your own line, what Mm -hmm. went into that? Well, we have our own sportswear line called Louisiana Lodge, right. And which, uh, you know, I've got a little logo, I've got a crest, and we built something on that, and we sold sold that real well. We've been selling it for what? Since the 90s, early 90s. Well, uh, mid-80s, really. Maybe so. It's been around quite a while. But I got it's a shirt they have made for us, and it's an eight-button front, all cotton, wrinkle-free. And i got people, you know, that ask for it. when they You know, they'll call the store and say, what you got? What's your new lodge shirt? What you got in? You know, because that they just it stays in your pant long, you know, better and doesn't come out. And the shirt, like that one you've got on right there, it it'll look like that ten years from now. That's the that's what it's telling yeah. longevity of the stuff. I wish some of that stuff would wear out a little quicker. You know, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> giving to buy more shirts. Yeah, buy more People shirts. Just get tired of looking at them. They need a new one. So. I mean, designing that though, how did you go from, or when did, when did you know it was time to go out and make your own line instead well, we, of selling we someone carried else's? Polo Ralph Warren for, okay. We, we had it exclusively for about myself and Todd Garland had it for about two years. But we'd get this one shirt in, a solid shirt with just a, Polo had a, I like had, what you have on. They had a trout on it. No pocket. Yeah, no it pocket. No pocket. And it was, it was about an eight ounce twirl. It was a pretty heavy shirt. Okay. But we sold, I ordered, we got, the first shipment we got in, 
500 shirts. That's a lot of shirts. We, yeah. sold, we sold, well, there's one company in Kentucky that made them. We sold 1,500 shirts between October, I mean, from between uh, August and November. We never had any for December. We did that three years in a row. So that sounds like it's a pretty good selling shirt. Yeah. And the only advertising we did was the was the Reveille <laughs> newspaper out at LSU. And uh, I, I gave each one of the boys that worked for me one of those. I said, this is your new polo shirt. And uh, they started wearing it, and it just, it just caught on and, and sold it well. But I've, I've been, been having trouble finding that fabric ever since then. And that's been 20 years ago or whatever, so I'm still working on it. So, and that was your first line, or that was a that polo was the first, line? first item, big It was like item. a copy of the polo. It was that okay. same copy. It was a self-branded. Because right. we got one okay. that's similar in from polo, and we'd sell it in three weeks. I don't care how many I bought. They'd be gone. And so polo I, started being sold. They opened the outlet store yeah, right. in Foley, and then they started selling to department stores, and they would get it, the dealers would get it in before we ever got our order, and then they'd put it on sale before we ever even got yeah. our order. I have a saying, and when you're everywhere, you're nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so we said we need to develop something that people can only get from us. So that's kind of how he yeah, came that. up with the idea. Okay. And so you were able to come out with just that shirt initially, and then what was it like spreading out from that one shirt design? We've, we've added a few other. We had items. a company in Monroe, uh, up in Monroe that made pants for a long time for us, but it's, a lot of the clothing manufacturers have gone out of business. When all the trade opened up with China, Mm-hmm. You basically have to have some type of contract with an overseas contractor. And so what we've had to do now, the, the ones we get are made actually in Honduras, and they're um, owned by the same company that started making a shirt for us. So it's kind of, they put their, pull their resources, and everybody kind of piggybacks off of that. So we don't own a factory. We don't have enough you know, quantity to do that. But that's, it used to be we could buy it locally. Like there was a company called River City, yeah, in Monroe. We in Monroe, and they made they made a, pants and shorts for us. And they were made right here in Louisiana, which was great. But there's no, no no manufacturers left basically in the United States. That's it's really hurt hurt the. It's coming retail. back a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but we used to have there used to be tons of knit lines in uh, mm-hmm. North Carolina and South Carolina. Okay. And shirt lines all over the country, but they're you know they just don't make them anymore. <clears throat> So how many do they have left in the States now? Not many. They're coming back. Like, I know in my sister's business, there are some ladies' companies in Florida that are... Yeah, not at, not so much in the men's. And there's one company that we know of in Florida that makes some... They even make T-shirts there, which knit things especially are not made here anymore. Um, there's a few clothing factories, but not many. Clothing meaning suits and sport coats. Right. That's industry term for that and they used to be tons in the south there were lots of them all throughout north yeah, georgia, georgia and stuff yeah. north mississippi and all they don't exist anymore it's got too expensive for them to make stuff mm-hmm. okay and so how has that kind of shifted y'all's model with being able to purchase everything local and now everything's got to come from overseas well we just have to buy from those, those vendors that uh, represent you know china and honda we're getting a lot of stuff from south america which is pretty good it's made very well. I mean, we're trying trying to trying to get away from from China as much as we can. It's like these shirts; these are made in Spain. Okay. So, uh, and we've got stuff made in Turkey, and we're you know basically trying to get rid of the Chinese uh, business. But it's they it's, own it's so hard. Much, yeah, yeah. They, they own so much of it. It's it's hard. Uh, but there's definitely a trend away from it. Some things yeah. are being made in Vietnam again, and a lot of our yeah, Vietnam's been pretty good. Vendors are having good luck there. So people are trying to move. It's not as easy as you think, though. And Yeah, imagine so. I mean, once you've got basically the monopoly on the market that they do over there, it's kind of hard to go anywhere else when they're either a fraction of the cost or they're the only supplier available within that certain SKU number. Right. Yeah. Well, we've got our, our clothing, our suits, and support coats. We've got a company that's... It, it, it's from China, but they they use Italian piece goods. Okay. And it so they just assemble it in China. It's, it's, it's beautiful goods. But they own their own factory. If but it's they a, own their own. If factory. you own your own factory, there's a lot more quality control. I'm selling a suit basically at six hundred bucks. It would be 
1200 or $1,500 if it's made in America. That Same steep city. of a price difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that big a difference. So, wow, I didn't realize it was that big of a difference. <laughs> now, our, the pant company we sell is Canada, and mm-hmm. they're made in Canada. That but it's Italian piece goods. Right, but it not, it is made in North America. It's they're the, made in Canada. It's the largest pant company in, the, in North America. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ballon. So, when it goes to planning the releases of different product lines, I mean, are y'all seasonally changing out your inventory? Yeah, we change out a little bit, but we have... we. We've really narrowed our, our buying down to a small amount of uh, vendors, so they come see us. And we don't have to go to market as much as we used to, but when we carried polo, I'd, we'd go to New York and buy polo. we spend two or three days buying that and fill the whole store up with that one product. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have two we, seasons. We could buy everything from them. We basically aim for spring and fall delivery, and there's just a lot of what we call core items like white dress shirts, blue dress shirts, blazers, khaki pants. Certain There's a lot of items that we just constantly restock. They're not really a seasonal delivery. Mm-hmm. But then within that, like those companies will make things. It'll be a one like a, like a seasonal color in something or a different fabric and something that we're usually in a year-round fabric. They might make it in linen or something. But we do buy for twice a year, bump up from our basic reordering and we do um mostly like spring orders come in starting in february all the way through may and then fall we already got a lot of fall even though <laughs> it's 100 well, degrees we live outside in the tropics, but they like to get buy it too much heavy stuff. But we, i was about but, to say you don't but, need a lot of heavy coat but men no, like not. fall colors you see we, <clears> we have do. like our shirt our louisiana lodge shirt the fabric for spring and summer is the same it's just colored differently and so it's not any heavier, the fall ones. They're just fall colors. Different colors. See, I like and, a good, like, Easter color. Like yeah, and we have pastels, a lot pastels, the brighter yeah. colors. That's what I, I wear. I end well, up like, wearing that year-round. Yeah, well, that's why and I, we sell. Know, like, this shirt, we can probably sell it year-round. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a lighter. But we had a lot of people looking for short sleeves, so I'm going to buy this. If hopefully, they have it again. <laughs> short sleeve and long sleeve. Okay. We keep a lot of color, though, because our customers, they they want something different. They don't want... I mean, we do sell white dress shirts, obviously. We can't have enough of that, but we try to give people a variety. Well, I think that's also kind of the a, a trouble with men's clothing is how do you keep it fresh when... It all looks the same. It all looks the same, <laughs> you know. So what well, what, I mean, do, what, do, what do you all do to help them with that? We, we do new a colors. A lot of mannequins. A lot of mannequins, <laughs> a lot of new colors. Mm-hmm. And we have different fits. Like, you know, right now the trend is people want more fitted clothes. And so. Well, I get some of the young ones coming in and said, you want a suit that doesn't fit right? And they give me that look, you know. (laughs) We can do that. Because they wear their pants up to the knees and, you know, and it's. Oh, the short, the short cuts and everything. They have to do a pirouette to get in the pant, you know. But we do sell, like, (laughs) we sell from 36 short, which is a small guy, like, I'm. That's a 130 pounds. Yeah, five, five, four, 130 pounds from, dripping wet. Yeah, from 36 short all the way to 54 long, we keep in stock. So that's okay. a big, we have a it's wide. A big, that's a big difference. Yeah, we have a. We're, and obviously, a man in a 54 long does not want the skinny fit. They don't want that. Right, they've I got mean, different appetites for different right. styles. Right, suited fits. Yes. But even people my age and my dad, they, they all want a more updated look because the women do not like baggy pants and there's different degrees of fitted obviously yeah there's an updated look without being too tight it's it's definitely more casual looking we're selling a lot of jeans colored jeans yeah like khaki jeans yeah it's it's changed a little bit but it you know it hadn't changed right well and then there's that like you said those pieces that are 35 years old that timeless fashion but for men it's like how are you are y'all kind of staying on the trends for what's up and coming or what people are wearing i mean with people going to more business casual for mm-hmm. the everyday wear how has that shifted y'all's outlook on it what to carry like we, do, we don't buy as many ties as we used to but like like what i have on is a sport coat and a, <coughs> a sport shirt and we're selling a lot of pocket squares people are buying this instead of a, a, a necktie right it's kind of that added piece. And to it. fabrications have changed so much. Like now everybody's doing performance fabric. So even shirts like you have on button down, we have those in performance fabric and performance yeah. pants. I mean, things that, Easy care. you know, that has changed. A lot of people are just now deciding they want 
a performance polo. You wouldn't believe how many people have not bought one yet. They just stick to cotton. And they'll come in. So they don't, so they're not behind the performance wear. They are, but they I'm are. saying they, a lot yeah. of our customers, it's new to them. Not your age group. Well, they, right. like, they, but, like, they like the new fabric. Cause but, we, we tried to get, tried to sell some of those cotton mesh shirts last year and we couldn't give them away. No, but what he's saying is how do y'all keep it fresh? And one thing is the yeah. new fabrics. I mean, that is Unique fun to sell. And, and new colors. We have sport coats made out of bamboo. People love that. The it's bamboo great, I've bamboo heard is, is really good yeah. stuff. So the industry's given us different fabrics that helps too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in in Baton Rouge, it's <coughs> the guys are kind of always looking for how can I style myself differently to where it's not the same Here's thing. Bless right. to where it's not the same thing. And so, right. do y'all help them with that kind of oh, yeah. lay out their wardrobe? And what do you what do you do and what are you telling them this time of year to start looking at to get? Yeah, we, we I, I love to get a new customer in there, and he'll. We start showing him some stuff, and I look at him. I, I can tell he's got that. He's hesitating a little bit. I said, "Now, I look at him." I said, "Now, look. Why would I want to make you look bad? <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do. Right. I want right. you to be the best dressed, best looking guy when you leave here. You know, and he kind of lights up a little bit. But you get when those first time customer, you get a kind of hesitation sometimes when you throw out a new color or something like that. You know." I think us guys are kind of nervous to put on a different color or something well, we're yeah, not used I mean, to. Our, our job, as far as I'm concerned, in the store is to make you look good. Right. But I'm not going to say you something that makes you look like an idiot, you know. Usually when they're looking at... your friends are the first one that's going to say something. Right. But, like, when people come in to buy a suit, we have a lot of people coming in to buy a suit for their wedding. Their parents bring them in. They want to buy their son a suit or the dad of the bride or whatever. I always... They're either updating... Because their suit's old, their charcoal suit, they're tired of looking at it. Or they want something else. And, you know, we kind of feel them out and say, you want something. You know, we recommend if you don't own a suit that you should own a charcoal suit. If you're going to own mm-hmm. one suit, it needs so why, to. Why like is a, that? Or a modern fit. They want something a little, you know, more Because favorite. charcoal, well, you can do cocktail for that, funerals for that, interview for that. You can cover all the bases, just change up your ties and dress shirt. And that's just a good if you don't own a suit, if you own one thing, that should be it. And same with a blazer. You should own a dark, a blue blazer of some sort. And you see a lot of guys wearing blue suits now. Blue has come back again as more popular. Yeah, like this. More of a French blue. You know, like this is called American Navy. It's not as dark as the Navy we used to sell. And we kind of just feel them out to see how much they wear clothes. And I'll make a recommendation that they can get a lot of use out of it. Something that they, when you buy a suit, spend that much money you want something you can wear more than one time a year right and you in know, louisiana and it's kind of hard to wear a suit every day when and it's i mean not many not degrees. many not many professions wear suits every day yeah yeah it's usually social events that people need these for yeah we used to have a lot of doctors used to dress more than they do but they don't they, you know they mostly wear scrubs to work these days but I had, we had a doctor years ago that he would wear um new outfit in the morning he'd come home for lunch he'd change change into another outfit a suit he wore two two different outfits every day every day that would be a, either a suit and sport coat or sport coat and suit yeah. that's dedication it's not like <laughs> I that don't, I, don't, I don't have that dedication well he he had he had money but and <laughs> but that's and, and, he not, liked, and he liked clothes but people right. don't do that anymore no, no. they don't and I mean, so most of our business is driven for social things or for or interview of a a young man's finishing college, the parents want to get him a suit for their first interview. Or their friends are all getting married. You know, that type of thing. Do um, a lot of weddings. A lot. So y'all do actually like weddings for groomsmen and I mean, all people that do stuff. come by. Yeah, they'll pick out and they make their groomsmen buy a suit. Yeah. That's what I'd prefer, honestly, in a wedding. I mean. So like renting versus buying. Well, yeah, renting, you know, 250 bucks for a tux or whatever. You can almost buy a tux, but you can buy a, a, a cotton suit or seer surfer suit for 300 bucks on you you know what's another 100 bucks when you and got you something you can it. wear it right many times you know well especially when you're that age where you've got five six eight friends getting married in a year you buy that mm-hmm. that right. suit at the wedding now you've got a good suit mm-hmm. to wear for multiple occasions and if you don't change sizes exactly you'll be good for however long and we we use that table dad was talking about we have that huge table in there and we, we lay down what you're buying and we'll give you all the different options of how to match it with things 
So, you know, you can buy one suit and four ties and four pocket squares, and you have a whole lot of outfits. And I think that's needed for not only people in my generation, but those a generation above us, is that assistance factor where we're coming in a little nervous about getting outside our wheelhouse and putting something on that either our girlfriends or our wives have said, why don't you dive into something a little different? Why don't you add some color? Why don't you add some flair? Wear something different than your cargo shorts and a and a whole and a t and a holy t shirt. Like get something different. Like there's no need for you're at that age. You're in right. your mid mid twenties, mid thirties, where it's like you need to start dressing a little bit better than you did in high school. Mm-hmm. And we get nervous going in because oh, we have, yeah. we don't have the first clue as to right. what in the world is going to look good on our bodies because right. we're all differently different. built. Right, yeah, and a lot and, of men are colorblind too. <laughs> It's true. It's shades. Those shades. They're all. This, they're all one shade. You got blues, reds, green, yellow. I read somewhere where the like the half uh, half of the uh, men's population is colorblind. I believe it. And it's we don't know what we don't know. Right. We don't know what goes well. We don't know if you buy no. three suits and four shirts, you've got forty outfits right. between mixing and matching right. and everything. We usually like the girl to come in, either the girlfriend or the wife. She'll, she'll make him buy more. That's why we have more colors. And they're more. the ones who, if you don't and they, buy the they right they can pick thing. out the colors. They're good at picking out the colors and stuff. Yeah. So we, we like the women to come with them. We treat it like our house. We buy more. We like it to be fun. People come in because a lot of men are apprehensive about shopping. They either had negative experiences or they don't know what to get, and they get home. and well, They don't like to shop. No their wife more. or their mom or somebody gets mad at what they buy. So we try to make it fun. We serve a beer or whatever you want to drink. If you'd like that. And we don't pressure people. We let them look around and just are available if they have questions. And then we kind of go from there. We don't have a high pressure. And we greet you when you walk in. That's number one. We don't like ever try not to ever ignore a customer. And sometimes we're busy and we'll tell people, since we're done with this person, well, they can we'll see you. when you're busy. But we just try to yeah. be very friendly. I think that's the key to long term success is we make people feel welcome. It's like our house. Well, making them feel welcome and also letting them know that what they thought looked good may look good, but maybe also kind of steer them in a different direction to where you're providing that guided shopping experience. Because I know it's, I don't, I don't shop very often. I look at, I spend 10, 15 minutes. All right. Yep. 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 That's it. And that's, and I'm, and I'm out. That's how most men are. are. Yeah. But for your, if you're going in there for a a gentleman who doesn't really have a wardrobe and they're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to wear. I go to work every day and then I I do X, Y, and Z. And I want to have something that, I can own within my own fashion sense, right. you know, like yeah. well, what do you recommend to them walking into the store to kind of places to start and things to look at? What are y'all seeing with people coming in? Well, we ask them what they do, like what they need, do they need the clothes for work or do they need them for a social event? And then we kind of steer them based on the fit because we kind of have our store arranged based on fit a little bit. But, you know, once we kind of talk to them more about what they want, it's pretty easy to help them. We're pretty good. I mean, we're pretty we can kind of figure out, and if people are willing to try things on, we tell them, look, just one time, we put it all in the computer. We do. We keep everything in the computer, and then they don't ever have to try it on again. Like, we can look in their purchase oh, for their history. sizing and everything? Everything, right. yeah. Like, the brand that we sell, the sportswear line, Genteel, we sell lots of their polos. I had several people come in today. What size did I buy before? And we look in the computer, or what did they buy for their husband? What color? We look it up, and they we keep records of all of that. So you keep like a shopper's profile. Oh, yeah, we don't ever get rid of records. We have records from 20 years. Because men, they shop. years. Well, the computer system's from 1999. <laughs> so it goes back that far. I, I have the old system on You my, got the old on, paper on system? My, on, my, on, my, <laughs> right. on my computer. But we do, like we have the Ballon pans I was telling you about. We have men who buy them like five or six at a time. And they'll say, oh, I need a new set of pants. And I don't want to try them on. So we just look in their profile. You don't have to because they consistent on the fit. That's one thing about men's wear. It's, it's very consistent. Yeah, we don't change very Once much. we know what model you, you know like, mean, the, mm. we put well, in the, there. The, you know, the shirt that we, or pant that we Oh, yeah, the, the fit style, yeah. The fit yeah. doesn't just change. But we put all of, we have a section in our software where you can put notes about what they like and everything. And that way, they can just call over the phone and say, I need another pair of these. Or what did I buy before? I want that again. And we try to make it easy. Because, like I said, it's service. That's what. Keeps us open. That's the difference between us and going to the mall. No one waits on you when you go to the mall. 
Right. They don't know you. They don't remember what you bought a year ago. Yeah, they're not going to have. I mean, they just don't know what to talk about. They're not set up for that. Yeah, they're they're not going to have a system in place where they can walk in and say, oh, all right, yeah, Patty, you walked in and you bought, you know, X, Y, and Z. This was the size you had on. Did you like that fit when we measured it? You know, you're still around the same weight, same all that. Have you adjusted anything? Nope. Okay, then this is the size you need to get, and this is your palette that you like. It's a whole lot more personalized right. than going somewhere else. And we have we have a lot of customers who have like several son in laws, for example, that they buy for or sons. And so when they buy like I had one lady on Saturday who was buying early Christmas and we ring each one, each purchase under the guy who's getting it. So she can look in their profile and see what she bought them. Instead of putting it all under her name in the computer, even though oh, she's the okay. one paying for it, we ring them under each person the recipient's name. Yeah. That way we can go and see exactly what each one of them has from our store. Well, and then if a so, wife or a girlfriend is going to go yeah. buy something, and the husband or boyfriend's right. bought something there before, you can it's say, "Hey, mixed this is my right. this is my guy I'm shopping for. Mm-hmm. What are his sizes? What does he generally right. buy?" Right now, you can point directly to it. Cuts down on the returns. I mean, well, that's and they, a huge they thing. love getting something. They want something new. They like something yeah. different. And we try to make it easy. Yeah, we so. we like new stuff. We just don't like to tell you we like new stuff. <laughs> And don't and like to shop. And no, I don't like to shop. And the thing we do that a lot of big stores don't do is we do an approval system. So, like, if your wife came in and said, I need to get a suit. We're going to a dinner party tomorrow night or a sport coat. I don't know what he's going to like. He's at work. And take we just let him look let, at it. If you know general size, they can take home three sport coats, whatever they want to take home, and show you in your own home. Oh, okay. Lay it out on the bed, look at it, match it to what you already have in your closet, and then bring back what they don't keep and just pay for what you keep. So it's like a, a test and trial on before you buy. That way they don't system. have to run their credit card and do all that. Because anyway, it just a lot of men don't have time to come in there. That's very true. I mean, they have the same hours we have. And we make appointments, obviously. We have the keys. <laughs> we meet people on Sunday when it's, we do. Yeah, like I say, it's not the mall. We deliver. We do whatever. So do y'all have like an online shopping <laughs> experience? So it's okay. So you don't have a website? No, not yet. <laughs> So we it's all Facebook, in store. Instagram, and TikTok. I was about to say, y'all, I know. I, Frank's on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that now. I've done, I, I've fought, you got a new follower today if you didn't get a notification. <laughs> we get, a, we sell a lot from social media and they'll just message us on Instagram and Facebook and they'll say, I love that shirt Frank had on. Do you have a large? And we ship UPS every day. So we just do it that way. So y'all got it set up. So you've incorporated social, just not a, a website. We're on the verge yet. of doing it to like shipped or one of those, but one of the other managers is about to have a baby. And so she'll be out to the end of the year. So that's going to be our 2023. Project. 2023 goal. Yeah. It won't be hard. No. And I think that's a lot more people shop that way now. Yeah. They like to see it on somebody mm-hmm. that they know. They I think that's another thing. Within Louisiana and Baton Rouge, if we see it on somebody we know and they're modeling it as opposed to having a stranger. Know, a stranger model and it. it's like i don't really know what how tall or mm-hmm. you know what size that person is i know like lulu does lululemon does a great job of saying oh, yeah. this model right. jackie she is yeah. five foot four and weighs right. x number of pounds right. and she wears this size right. so like oh it's more relatable i know okay right. if i'm within that range right. this is the size i should get whereas you know you can say hey frank's wearing this shirt right okay well i've and seen we- frank i know frank Right. We're, we're close to the same size. We're far off. One of our other managers, Hannah, she takes a lot of the pictures for social media. And we try to get, if someone comes in that's willing, hey, can we take your picture? And they're sure. Because and one of the boys <laughs> who works for us, he's a 20, he's a 30 waist. He's a college kid. Now, we, we, he models a lot, too. But um, not everybody's that size, obviously. So right. Whenever we do sell a suit, sometimes customers will let us, they'll send us pictures that we can post. But, you know. Men in general are not very much into social media, not no, like girls. Want to get into that deal. Like a girl yeah. would love it if a shop wanted to, them to send the picture. You know, I know because yeah. I have can young we, Can girls. we take some photos of you and model? Yes, in the they store. would love that. But men yeah. are like, well, I don't know. My friends might <coughs> harass me about that. You know, like I don't know how much abuse I'm going to get for that. And so it's a little hard sometimes, but generally we don't have trouble with that. We sell a lot of homecoming for high school, believe it or not. Okay. A lot of fraternity stuff. A lot of weddings, a lot of father of the bride, just all kinds yeah. of stuff. So it's not it's still that personalized element of clothing and that personalized element of shopping and designing wardrobes that you'll have. It's not just come in, right. here's well, here's so our it, products. It, they're, they're like a friend to it. It's know, fun. You know, you know. 
We try to make it fun. And everybody knows everybody. Well, that's just I'm Baton sure you've Rouge. learned that's that. That's just Baton Rouge in general. We're either related to them or we're, our friends are related to them. Somehow we all get to talking and there's some kind of connection. Well, yeah, I mean, we just, before the show, we talked. Mm-hmm. Y'all had an employee that is a lifelong friend of my parents, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then y'all are related to the Harrimans. And yep. it's just, you've been around a while and you've been in business a while It's a big, town. small town. <laughs> yeah, Baton yeah. Rouge is the biggest little town. Don't t- say little too many town. negative things about anybody. <clears throat> And they know, and they're gonna see it one way or another. Yeah, they'll they'll find out. And we don't do that. We don't gossip. So there is one other topic I wanted to get into: sock game. <laughs> so you've got what looks like some sharks or some fish on your socks, and I love I love doing little unique unique we socks do, and everything. We, we specialize in that. We've got. I was gonna say how is how has that industry socks changed over the last forty years? No, it's sock industry's gotten much better, and it's kind of taken the place of a of a tie almost. Everybody loves, you know, bright different different socks. You know, we get we got we used to help the lady anything with a dog on it they love. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Our last customer on Saturday bought ten pairs of socks for a gift. Ten pairs of socks, twenty five bucks. My word, pop. ten pairs of socks. Yeah, two hundred fifty dollars worth of socks. Well, I mean, so I get it. So I will whenever I get dressed in the morning, I will look at my socks and I like to have my socks complement or mm-hmm. match my it's shirt. Kind of right. go with your shirt. It, it, I, like, I like it to pop off my shirt and everything. And then with the... Well, you better not come in our store. Well, now, now if I wear... <laughs> so if I wear a suit, if I wear a suit, I will have my... Which my life loves bow ties. So I only wear bow ties. So I'll have my bow tie and my pocket square and my socks coordinate. And it'll be totally different yeah, than the suit and everything. Right. And so I like to have that little popping element. Even with jeans, right. having something pop. But... You look at a bulk of the people, and if they're wearing suits or something, they're in the same, the black socks. And it's like there's no well, they, designs More to men have, have gotten away from that now. I mean, we, we don't yeah. sell it. We, we, we carry them, but we sell a lot more of the uh, no, novelty socks, whatever you want to call them. You know? Right. Has you, have you ever had to, like, push the socks onto a man? as They come in and say, I need navy socks, and say, well, what are you wearing? Where are you going? Well, we still, Maybe we try still, adding something a little different. We still have that, but, you know. Some people are very set in their ways. Yeah. And we have that for them. It's usually too. an old, older guys like just a solid color or something, you know. And the, the ones we sell, the Ellen Addy, they're made by um, Kenneth Gordon's son. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he was a clothing manufacturer in Louisiana for many years. A lot of our customers remember them. They were in, made in Harahan, Louisiana. Kenneth Gordon, okay, which was known sock. for men's shirts, and they were known. They used to make ladies' clothes too, but now um, he sold the company, and now he has to operate under the name Gordon of New Orleans and he owns a factory in Honduras and they in Peru and Peru is where they make their socks which is the sock we sell and their shirts are made in Honduras but um his son Ben owns a company called Ellen Addy and it's a division of them and they are the ones that make all of the socks for the most part that we sell that are fun because one thing we've learned is that we don't want a sock that's not well made no, you don't want to lot of, socks. There are a lot of novelty socks that are cheap, and they're not good. They don't last long. And so we still want Dion, this company out of Canada, their socks are made in Italy. They're expensive. They're $32 or what, but they're amazing socks. And then the Ellen Addy socks are made in Peru, and they're, I think, $25. But, and I think also having that conversation around the quality versus the price can go a long way for somebody on the fence about something. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when you think about, you know, $32 or $25 a pair of socks. Some people may look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I, I, I go to Walmart and I spend $12 for right. 24 pairs. And like, that's what they're going to wear. Right. But when you, when you look at the element of adding a, an extra piece to your outfit, like that now becomes a, a part. It's a fashion statement. Right. It, it becomes part of your outfit. And also how many times are you going to wear that specific sock? Right. So I I joked with my wife I buy jeans once or twice a year because I wear through my jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm like I don't understand. Like these jeans are why am I wearing through these jeans? She goes, Well, Patrick, you wear jeans every day, so you're mm-hmm. wearing one pair of jeans 250, 300 times. That's a lot. And divided by the price you're paying it, now look at how much how much value you're getting out of that one piece of clothing right. for every wear you get. Right. So if you're buying a $100 jean and you're wearing it 300 times, I mean, you're spending, what, 30 cents, 3 right. cents per wear. <laughs> right. yeah. And then when you get down to the socks and it's like you're wearing the socks 100, right. 200 times, well, now right. it's a lot more 
makes a lot more sense to purchase something of that quality right. that's going to last that long that you're not buying you know you buy yeah you may spend 12 20 bucks for a pack of socks but you're buying 10 12 packs of socks a year instead of buying one pair of socks that you're going right. to wear for five right. ten years and people they we have they have brand loyal i mean men who buy their socks like i love their sock it fits great and it lasts i want more of this sock they'll specifically look for it and they'll remember if it's not a good sock so oh, yeah. we, yeah, we avoid we that sell it, it, is good like right. i said it's almost too good <laughs> i was about to say and that's one thing we we remember what brands we like and what oh, yeah. brands we don't like and i've got like three brands of stuff that i'll buy and wear mm-hmm. because that's what i've worn that's what i've I grown mean, accustomed like to and yeah. like it's i mean that's for everything everything i've got has got to be a certain it's got to be on on brand or something or right. if i'm get introduced to something and i get hooked on that brand and like that's the new brand right. yep. it's not uh, I wore this once. Let me try something different and hopping right. around. When we find something we like, it's when we're going to wear that for the next decade. The other thing about the socks, it's a great gift because a lot of guys are not going to spend that much on a pair of socks for themselves. And it's a good gift because it doesn't have to fit a specific way. I mean, it's a general size. Well, unless so, you're a 15 a, or 16. No, but a lot know, of women, yeah, a lot of. 22 or whatever. We wrap a lot of socks as gifts because it's a, it's a nice thing they can buy from a nice men's store that someone wouldn't buy themselves. And it's not as personal as like cologne or something. Yeah. And it doesn't, they don't have to know their size. Yeah, and once they, they wear it, they're like, oh, this is fun. I like wearing them. So a lot of guys have been introduced to them because they were given as a gift. Well, and it's starting to become a big thing for bridal parties. Oh, yeah. Men, like I know my brother, I did it as well. And my, my in-laws, we all had crazy, they called oh, yeah. them crazy socks. Right. And so every groomsman had a different sock on. And then mm-hmm. now to the point where they're getting gifts, being asked as groomsmen, here's a pair of socks right. to wear for the wedding. I mean, it's a good thing. And it, it's a different, it's a fashion statement. It's a right. different element, different flair. Well, we, used, we had a lady that lived in, across the street that, She'd come by 25 or 30 socks. And she, she didn't have, we'd wrap oh, each one with a, and a piece of uh, tissue paper with a ribbon on, and she'd put them in a big basket, and, and all the kids, the grandkids, and stuff would fight over who they swap them <laughs> they out. They would all pull Grab one your and socks and swap yeah, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, big, but, the big sock swap. Well, she mm-hmm. bought it, at least 30 pair of socks every Christmas. It's a good loyal customer right there. No, no two the same, because she wanted everybody to have a big swap. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's part they of each it. Each got two, and then once you, if you didn't like, well, they, they said they enjoyed that more than anything. They, you know, at Christmas, you know. Absolutely, that's like I've got, I have I have two sock drawers. I got my plain mm-hmm. black socks to go wear with tennis shoes, and I've got my dress socks. Right. And it's all different designs. Nothing's the same. I don't even own a, a pair of like plain black or plain right. khaki dress socks. It's all different. Exactly. And that's just I I've come here, to love. I hope it. it's here to stay. I love it. I think it's fun. oh yeah. And there's so many different things for everybody's personality. So I mean, it's like it's like pocket squares. It's a little piece to your outfit that can be different on its own and have its own statement. Right. You don't have to just tuck it under your pants. You know, we all know when you sit down or you cross your legs, right. your socks are going to be visible. Right. Why not have them say something? Right. You know, have sure. them tell a story well, as like well. My Todd Gorlin, when I went to work for him, he always had a pocket square. Whether he wore a sport coat with like you know, like I'm today, and without a tie or with a tie, he said you one of his old statements: "You're never fully dressed till you have a pocket square on." Because uh, there's not many things a man, a man can wear mm-hmm. that you know, accessory wise that says I'm a man. You know, we right. get we get new ones in every month. Like we get new stuff we, in. We hand pick everything. So. Yeah, and that's. We need those accessories. We need those added elements. Well, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. People, some, a lot of men are hesitant about pocket squares. I said, okay, just I try one. But once you, once you, once get you them, wear it, biting on it, <laughs> and then women like it. I mean, I, I, I get Les, the hesitation. Les Miles came in first time. He, I sold him some stuff. He, I don't know if I, you know. And the girls in the office said, "Oh, come on, coach, you need to try that." You know. And boy, after that, he's like. Lit a fire on him. He said, Let me see your pocket squares. You know, <laughs> first thing he'd ask me. He wanted one for every tie. Yeah, yeah he wanted for every outfit. Absolutely. Oh, that's anytime I wear a suit, it's right. it's with or a jacket. It's got a pocket square, and it could be yeah. if I'm if I'm going to a, a funeral, it's going to be you know a black suit, white right. shirt with a black paisley tie and a white right. plain pocket square, right. but it's still a pocket square. And it's just exactly. an outfit. It's yeah. it's an like exactly. And white's still number one. Yeah, it, it it ties everything together. We sell you it can't in go silk, wrong. Silk and, and linen. And cotton. 
and cotton. So you hit them all. So as we kind of start to wrap that, wrap up the show, we have a, a set list of questions we like to ask everybody. Real hard-hitting questions. <laughs> so being in the business 40-plus years and being in a family business growing up, I'm sure you all have learned a lot of lessons along the way. So what are three lessons that you all have learned throughout your time in the business? Patience. Uh, be honest. Be honest and smile. When you mess up, be honest and try to fix it. Yeah. Mess with any business. Kill them with kindness. Um, I would say you learn that you have to work a lot harder than other people. That's yeah. a lesson that a lot of people think, oh, you just work at a clothing store. <laughs> but I'll stay there till 11 o'clock at night, many nights. And people say, what are you doing? I said, fixing the store, rearranging, adding up the orders, the things you There's can't do. During, you know, during, in retail, you don't make appointments where you set your day. You never know who's going to walk in the door. Right. So you might have a task list in the morning of, I'm going to get these 10 things done. Well, then something will come in and knock that list to the side the and add, and then another body. list, something else. Add. You know, there's not a lot of predictability, which is fun, but you're constantly trying to be ahead if you want to be good at it. Yeah, you don't yeah. just close at six and leave. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to make a great, you know, presentation. You know, because a lot of people walk in and we still get customers every day almost. How long y'all been here? 43 years. And my dad taught me a long time ago, if, we mess up an alteration or something. I just tell people, look, we messed it up. We'll do what we can to fix it. I don't. And if something doesn't look right on somebody, I tell them. Yeah. I feel like honestly. Yeah, we don't want them to look bad. I don't want to just sell it to you to get it rung up on the register. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not to get it sold. It's to get the person happy. Yeah, and they're our friends. Well, I mean, you treat them the way you. That's why we've been in business 43 years. You treat yeah. them the way you want to be treated. We try to do that. I'm sure we have people who we've made you mad. You can't please but, them all, you know, but it, you know. Not everybody can be we're, happy. We're not working against them. That's right. You want to. You want to get on their side. Right. That's it. Put the best foot forward and keep moving on. So, what is something y'all did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Wish I had more energy. <laughs> Fish every day before work, like you used to. Yeah. <laughs> do more fishing. Hmm. But yeah, just when you you know when I hit seventy is when you. When it kind of hits you, man. Yeah, start yeah, losing some of that the, initial I still got energy. The brain of an eighteen-year-old, but the body of a hundred-year-old. You know, <laughs> I miss the disconnect. I liked being disconnected from the world as a kid. Kids today are not disconnected. Like I miss that oh, yeah. feeling. That, you know, I could just go sit in my room and read my book, and I didn't have a care in the world, and I didn't know what other people were doing and didn't care. Yeah, it was I just was you safe in, in that my own moment. house, and I could sit there and read my book, and I don't think anybody's that way anymore there's so much information through your cell phone through tv through everything i mean it's good but it's also you're never really chilling out i guess never unplugged no always plugged well, into depends something on, depends on your age too you're not <laughs> unplugged you turn on the tv all the time yeah i watch the tv but i'm learning something there you go so what is something you love about baton rouge people and the food things okay but more than the people and the food i love being in a college town okay i think all the things around the college town are fun the people are fun but you know we yeah i wish we had more connection to the we get a lot of a lot of our school. customers went to college here and they move away and they still come see us when they come in for the fo football drives a lot of tourism and a lot of our customers live all over and they will come in down thursday night spend all day friday shopping they'll come by and see us even if they only buy a t-shirt, even if they don't buy anything, they come by, oh, I loved coming here when I was in college. And I don't know, just the consistency of that is fun to see. Yeah, fall, fall the, season is the best. Yeah. All the, being in a college town, I think it's, we're lucky to have yeah. a store in a college town. It's, <clears throat> when LSU football is good, the whole town's good. Oh, when no LSU football's bad. That. Yeah. We It'll eat affect, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we eat and drink a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we get a lot of people that, they come in town because they're coming to the LSU game and they'll buy their fall wardrobe when they're in town. They don't necessarily buy just something to wear to the game. They'll pick right. out a sport coat or whatever they need because they then are very loyal to whatever store yeah, they and like. And then buy a lot of gifts. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's, but being in a college it's close town to that time. is fun. And I went to LSU, my daughters, my grandparents, my great grandparents, like many generations, my parents. Yeah, so, that's, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. So for the final question, what can I do to help you? Promote it. At, oh, promote we're going to promote it for sure. And, you know, you tell everybody about us. Yeah. Maybe I can supply some uh, some customer photos for you. There you go. <laughs> you and Frank can do a TikTok together. Oh, oh, me and Frank on the TikTok. That would be good. Okay, we got to do that. I got to figure out when to do it. All right. We, we can have, and we what can song? Because I don't know how to pick the song, but we'll figure it out. We got. I got to get you, Frank. I got to get you doing a sorority dance or something. Yeah. We'll test out your dancing skills. It would be funny. <laughs> I've been known to cut a rug. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. What, Thank y'all so much for coming yeah, on the show. Fun. I appreciate fun. y'all's time and making this work. I know that retail is an ever busy season. I don't know. Our life is just crazy. <laughs> well, it's, inter- it's interesting. It worked out and Monday's better for him anyway. Well, perfect. Perfect. So thank y'all for coming. Tired. He didn't work today, so he was good. Oh, good. He had some time off. Yep. I watched the History Channel a bunch. And <clears throat> you didn't go fishing? No. Too hot. Too damn hot. It is hot, but it didn't really rain today. No, it didn't. I'd be lucky there. But we don't jinx us. It'll be raining tomorrow. <laughs> our, our house sits on two acres. We like it to rain a lot, though. Yeah, keep that grass growing. Yeah. Well, thank you all keep so much yeah. for coming. I appreciate it. And I thank you, it. everybody else, whether you're watching or listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I know the guests do as well. Uh, gentlemen, if you're in the Baton Rouge area or maybe you're coming into town, Make sure to check out McClavey's. They're right there on the corner of Jefferson and Old Hammond, right? right Old Hammond Corporate, right next right. to Calvin's Bocage Market. They're going to take care of you from your shoes all the way to Pocket Square. Go over there and let them know the Patty G Show sent you. Thank you all so very much. It's been the latest episode of the Patty mm-hmm. G Show, and a big wonderful thanks to the amazing sponsors that make this show possible. Hear a little bit more about them right now. Sell your home for a $399 flat fee with Falaya. No, seriously. Falaya will list your home on the MLS and help you get all the way to the closing table for as little as a $3.99 flat fee. Our online platform is insanely easy to use and will save you thousands. If you're thinking about selling your home in 2022 and want to keep more of your hard-earned equity in your pocket, you need to check out Falaya. Falaya, real estate reimagined. So very much for listening to this episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by Government Taco. They're located on the corner of Government Street and Jefferson Highway. Jay is always slinging up a new taco of the month. So if you're a frequenter to Government Taco, let us know in the comments what you thought about this month's taco of the month. If you're not a frequenter, maybe trying out this month's taco might just convert you. Big thanks over to them at Government Taco for making the Patty G Show possible. Imagine taxiing on a plane looking toward the end of the runway. It seems so far away, it's even hard to see it. And that's what the concept of retirement probably felt like when you were in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, way far in the distance, not visible, or even a concern. But as you turn 50, something happens. Retirement suddenly seems like something real, something not too far away. In your 50s, you are rolling down the runway. Retirement is getting closer and closer, faster and faster, weeks and months zipping by. But are you even ready for a successful takeoff to retirement? Fear not, there's still runway left, but the time is now. Time to make progress and time to get a plan. The Runway Decade will help you get organized, get energized, and give you the direction you need to take off to your desired retirement. The Runway Decade building a pre-retirement flight plan in your 50s. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear. How they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service Every step of the way, they're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life, shopping for a car. They're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you so very much to Mallard Bay Outdoors, the Airbnb for the outdoor sportsmen. 
If you're looking to book a hunt or a fishing trip, this is the platform to use. They were a past guest of the Patty G Show. We got to learn all about what they're doing from the ground up. They are really revolutionizing the booking process for hunts and fish all across the country. For your next hunting or fishing experience, or maybe your corporate retreat, you're looking for something to do for your employees, book a hunt or a fishing trip with Mallard Bay Outdoors, and they will take care of you every step of the way from organizing it with the guides and the captains to making sure you can take care of them at the end of the trip. Mallard Bay Outdoors, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show.